4: and we came to the center and you were playing full back up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched it you watch the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted you to pick it and
0: I run him back so it's Good morning! Welcome into
2: the Martin Houston Show on Tide one hundred point nine on your radio dial, the Martin Houston fan, Show fan page on Facebook. It is a Monday morning, and we are glad to be up and Adam with you, uh, live and local on your home for Alabama sports. We are excited about what's going to happen this week. But before we get into what's going to happen this week, we want to get into a review of the Alabama. Auburn game. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, things are going uh, uh, as planned uh, when it's planned, I should say. Talk about that conversation with the good, the bad, the ugly, what happened there. Uh, players of the game want to look at uh, not just what, what happened there, but also want to talk about uh, maybe a surprise player or two Did the big three on offense do what they were supposed to do? What do you think about the defense and Pete Golding and what happened with him? All of that conversation that happened right here on the Martin Houston show. Uh, We are uh, experiencing a, a little bit of technical issues that I can't hear you on my side, so Please uh, hold on uh, uh, phone calls. First thing this morning, we'll work on getting that fixed, uh, but we will want to take your good, your bad, your ugly uh, this morning. So please make plans to, uh, uh, you know, let's make sure that we get that situated and then we'll get those calls in. If you're on Facebook live, you're always welcome to post your thoughts and comments there. Also, Want to remind you, like we do each and every day, that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today. It is absolutely uh, exciting to to talk about what happened with Alabama, but also let's we're going to take a preview uh, of the LSU game. Players already ducking. Uh, the opportunity to play as Terrence Marshall uh, has opted out uh, the LSU game. I wonder if we'll see any more of that as the week goes along. Um, so, let's go ahead and get into the good, bad, and ugly conversation. Uh, Alabama took down uh, the Auburn Tigers. It was a weird week going into the week, uh, and I felt like it only got weirder as the game came on. It was just, it was just different. It didn't feel like Uh, the same normal game. And some of that is COVID. Some of that was the fact that our coach wasn't on the sideline, but did that have much impact to what we wanted to see, um, what we experienced in the game? Not really. And so it it made me ask a question, which guy took the advantage of their opportunity the most? Was it, do you think, here's the question that's out at Martin Houston 3-5 uh, on Twitter. Which coordinator had the better day in Saban's absence? Was it Pete Golden or Steve Sarkisian? Uh, currently, right now, I'm uh, sitting at 55-45. Uh, 55-45. I'm not going to tell you who's winning right now, but uh, would love to get your thoughts uh, and your opinions on who had the better day. Uh, that's going to be part of the conversation uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of which one of those guys took uh, full advantage of their opportunity. And we'll figure out that through conversation with you. I have a, a pretty strong opinion on which guy had the better day. Uh, another question we had asked on Friday, would Pete Golding have an opportunity to win people over? Would he have an opportunity to win people over uh, to his side of things? Would it be possible uh, for him to maybe potentially win some Alabama fans over to his side of things and the way he does things um, well I, I'm not sure if he had an opportunity to win things win people over or not but I think he did a great job of trying to do that so we'll we'll talk about that as well did Pete golden win you over did he? Uh, call a good enough game uh, to win you over and to to his side of things and the way uh, he calls games? Did you feel like he grew up as a defensive coordinator or not? Also, um, as we look at the game itself, which guy, which player uh, was the player of the game? Was it Matt Jones? Uh, was it his performance? Was uh, he he impressive enough in the win? Uh, did he redeem himself from last year? Did he make enough plays to get things, uh, get you excited about him possibly bringing that Heisman Trophy home once again? Yay, nay, not sure. Uh, we'll be talking to you about that as well. So it is an absolute uh, uh great amount of information to get to Uh, who were your players of the game? Was it, you know, the easy suspect of uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Najee Harris, Uh, was it Mac Jones? Was it a defensive player? Was it one of those guys that stood out? Uh, And then what were some of the key moments? Did did the defensive tackling uh, impress you this week more than it has uh, in the last couple of years? that conversation is also on the table as well. And then what were your key takeaways or observations from the game? We're going to be talking about those things, but what we're going to do right now in order to try to get uh, a, a technical issue on my side fixed, uh, we're going to take a, a early break. Uh, but before we do that, just want to rehash what we want to talk about and get to this morning on the program is we want to make sure that you have your good, your bad, your ugly. That you want to talk about. Want to know who your players of the game are. Who who do you who would you deem uh, the players of the game? What were your key takeaways from or observations from this past weekend? And then a couple of poll questions out there. Uh, which coordinator had the better day uh, in Saban's absence? Was it Pete Golding or Steve Sarkeesian? Also, uh, one other question I had out there was. The fact that we now know that LSU has been rescheduled to this Saturday. Uh, were you more excited about Auburn's game last week or the LSU game this week? Uh, you can go to at martinhouston35 and get your information there uh, and, and respond there to that. Uh, currently, uh, one team is winning 62% to 38%. Uh, Do the fans and the players? See the Auburn and Alabama week the same. That conversation and more coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Follow at MartinHouston35 and at Tide109 on Twitter as well. Thanks to Taco Casa, quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town. They're wishing you a very happy uh not happy but merry christmas not happy merry christmas and a happy new year uh from taco casa and the gang as we move throughout this holiday season be safe and smart out there come back on the other side we'll continue the conversation on the martin houston show
0: tied 100.9 traffic the
4: towns of Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks and traffic fairly light on our Monday morning, but we do have some wet spots, so just slow down and be careful. If you see other conditions, give us a call 205 886 8886. No need to leave town to get a great deal on a brand new Nissan. Head to Skyland Boulevard and TNT, Towns of Nissan of
0: Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. The coldest air so far this season blows in here today, mostly cloudy and windy. Temperatures falling through the 40s. For tonight, gradual clearing with the low at 25. And for tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, not as cold, the high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9.
2: Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com.
0: Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook.
2: The Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your Radio Dollar Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is good to be with you once again on this beautiful Monday morning. Uh, We are back at full capacity, we believe, so we're going to go ahead and attempt to take a few phone calls here on the Martin Houston Show. So, uh, first of all, let's get to Pat on Tide 100.9. and the Martin Houston show. Good morning, Pat. How you doing, sir? Good morning,
1: Martin. First off, the very, very good is that God is good and that he uh, showed us that Nick Saban has either either our Superman wears Nick Saban underwear or vice versa, that my coach is appears to be doing so well with a diagnosis of COVID. What do you think?
2: Well, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I can say God is good. Uh, that's, well, that's yeah, hey, you know,
1: I'm making, I was making a joke about that. I know. I was we say know, say we, that's we not know that God is good.
2: Though. That's not up for debate, in my opinion. But the other <laughs> side of it is, is that uh, Nick Saban seems to be one of those who got uh, a, a not-so-severe case or a mild case and um, of it, and he seems to be doing great. Um, He probably did have a headache on Friday, uh, I mean Saturday, because uh, he talked about, you know, could you imagine uh, as we watch the game and we think we know what they're supposed to do and they don't do it, uh, how frustrated we get. Could you imagine what Nick Saban was going through when when he saw a guy running wide open uh, and he knew which guy was actually supposed to have that guy and uh, and then of course when he play was called and Mac Jones took a deep ball uh, over the backside and Devontae Smith was running uh, underneath open uh, he talked about that so he probably had a headache but overall I think uh, Nick Saban it's good to know that uh, barring any type of setback that he'll be back on the field uh, for this weekend's game yeah uh, so yeah, that I, is definitely a good that he has not had a severe oh, case abs- it.
1: absolutely but uh. Hey, but Billingsley, did Billingsley shock you or what? Did we find a tight end? What do you think?
2: He didn't shock me because um, he was my guy that I said would um, be the guy who would have a um, big game. Um, I said going in that maybe, just maybe Alabama has figured out, Pat, what everybody else has figured out against us that the tight end can create a mismatch. And I think he is a wide receiver or tight end in a wide receiver body. So I think you'll see this guy get better and better and more of the offense as we move forward. Okay. And I, hey, of course, you know, Matt, Matt was, Matt was stellar. Uh, I think
1: that he did get back into the Heisman picture even more. Oh, uh, the quarter, Trask is, Trask is doing a darn good job down in Florida. But when they go head to head, uh, in Atlanta, that is gonna be what tells the tale. Uh in in that game, Max's gonna have to still blow him away. We're gonna we're we're gonna have to uh you know have a better performance than Trask in order to win the thing outright. Uh do you not agree?
2: I think that whichever one of those guys uh uh wins the game if they play the way they've been playing, I don't think they have to necessarily have uh, any bigger game than they've had any other time. Um, right now, I think it's their award for them to lose. I think uh, uh, they're sitting at one or two, 1A, or one 1B, one whichever way you want to uh, look at that. And I think that you'll see uh, whichever one of those guys, if they manage to keep their uh, teams undefeated over the next two weeks okay. and into and, that championship game, Pat, I yeah. think whichever one of those yes. guys ends yes. up.
1: Yeah, I had well. I had two really uglies. The biggest ugly I had was the fact that we did not make Auburn quit. Had we and and that had to do with fumbling the ball, going across the goal line. I, the last touchdown that would have made it forty-nine to six would yep. have made Auburn quit, and we failed to do that. Do you do do you not agree?
2: I. I feel like that 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 play would have been the nail in the coffin. Um, And ironically, it's kind of funny how the littlest thing, it's amazing the power of turnovers uh, in terms of momentum and effectiveness. Uh, Yes, I believe that um, more than what they did, they would have folded the tent and, already been loading the bus had we went up 49 uh, to six. And what stinks about that is after having them 40, opportunity having 49 to six, we had a chance to do it again, Pat. We had them in the end zone um, and, and, you know, safety would have it been let, just let more let as a touchdown. And then we turn around and of all drives, that's the drive you let them go 90 something yards. They had almost as many yards in that drive as they had the whole game. As they, they had, had the whole game yards game. on that drive and had the whole second half.
1: Yeah, I know it. I know. That's what I've said. Uh, the fact that we didn't make them quit, that's what hurts my feelings about the whole thing. <laughs> it made me, it made my stomach hurt more. Because yeah. uh, we, we had them to the point where, because that's what Nick wants is that when people play Alabama, they fear us. Hey, Fat boy down in LSU. He's he, he's scared to death right now. About hey, he's so scared that his number one player in the country quit. You realize that uh, when that get when, when they announced that game when that line opened up at twenty five points the most points ever for an, uh, an LSU team against Nick Saban, and then it immediately jumped to twenty eight within two hours.
2: Yeah, I, I think that, incredible. Uh, it, it kind of stinks to me that that player quit, um, Terrence Matthews. But it's kind of the um, you know culture of today. Oh, yeah, uh, but, hurry uh, up and uh, quit. So, but uh, yeah, you it, got anything to say?
1: But that, that player wouldn't have made any difference. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, he's got him. A, he's got him a whipping coming after the way he acted last year and didn't have any 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 kind of uh, class whatsoever. Hey, Fat Boy is my most hated enemy, and hey, Auburn. I don't care nothing about playing Auburn. I just want to beat the crap out of LSU. Man, what do you
2: think? So, Pat, I'm gonna ask you the question I asked on Facebook I mean, on Twitter, I asked the question: uh, Is uh, were you more excited about getting to play Auburn last week, or the fact that they rescheduled and get to play LSU this week? Which one gets getting, you the most getting excited? To play,
1: getting to play LSU. And, uh, like I said, hey, little brother down there, I knew we were gonna beat little brother. And, uh You know, it's how bad we beat little brother down. You know, that was a, that was a question, but now to take and and annihilate LSU because I want their two I want their two top recruits. And if we add those two top recruits that's in Louisiana to this class. Hey, it's gonna be phenomenal. At uh, Mason with Mason Smith, a, a big D tackle, and uh, the, the six foot four wide receiver Thomas. Hey, that, that'll take and make us the most wide receiver youth.
2: Yeah, well, we're already well on our way to being wide receiver youth. Thanks, Pat. I got to get All to Robert. Right, have Mobile. a blessed day. If somebody else wants to talk, have a great. All one. All right, thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right, let's bring in Robert from Mobile. Robert, you're in with the Martin Houston show and on top one hundred point nine. What's on your mind, man?
5: Hey, man. Uh, right. Well, you posed some tough questions this morning uh, on your monologue. Uh, but the first one was, uh, who had the better outing, uh, Sarkeesian <laughs> yes. or Golding? Yes. Uh,
2: yes, I can't who had believe the at
5: outing? this point. I can't believe at this point. It's actually a tough question now. After that Ole Miss game, if you, you told me at this point I would have a hard time figuring out who had the better game in the airboat. I would have say <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, but it's like, okay, it's like when uh, when you got two kids, one brings home A's constantly and one B's and E's. And when they finally bring home an A, how the parents just go get overjoyed and the kid bringing home the A's, you normally as little listeners say, hey, wait a minute, I do this all the time. <laughs> why, why are you giving him all the accolades? I was the kid that brought home the A's all the time, so I know how that felt. <laughs> uh, I got to give it to Golden, you know, because this is so, it was so unexpected, so uh, at this point, I mean, the, as you want me already know, because of the competition we play, uh, it's the play. But I can admit, he has some fruit Last year, we should have done this to Bo Nicks last year. That's what was driving us all so crazy. This is the same quarterback. Come on, guy, this guy's mediocre to bad, and you make him look good? <laughs> now, this is how Bo Nicks, uh, uh, the Bo Nix of college football should look against our defense, incompetent. Running for his life, not knowing what where, the, where it's coming from next. That okay, that's now you finally got us back to where we used to be golden. So I mean, so that's okay, that's good. That's a if they had an A minus performance like you and Pat just said, it would have been an A plus if you get that sack
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at
5: safety. That would have given that would have been an A and preventing that last touch, that garbage touchdown. that would have been an A plus performance. You see, old oh, is mean, all trying to seek in another garbage touchdown before the end of the game with two minutes left.
2: He was he was working on it, Robert. He was trying to get there in terms of getting that one more one more touchdown. Uh, let me ask you this, Robert. Um, when you look at what Pete Golden did, it, to me he he to me Sark. We knew you know uh, we knew what we had in Sark. Okay, uh, Sark has been a head coach and he's done great at offensive coordinator. And to me, forty two points against Auburn. It, it wasn't it, it. It was a good game. But to me, that's kind of what we've come to expect uh, out of him. So, as you say, he didn't do anything special uh, on that day. If you had told me that 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 we would hold Auburn to six points to that point, no one predicted scores of 42 or 49 or 52 to six. No one. Everybody expected Auburn. And, of course, we know that Daniel Wright um, – Bid on the same play. It was the identical play that Devontae Smith scored on, almost the identical route, not identical play that and and Seth Williams dropped it. So we we understand I predicted they scored 20 points. But to me, it wasn't just the number of points. Did the defense, did anyone notice how well our defense tackled everybody but the quarterback? I mean, there were lights out on tackling the running backs. The two yep. things that I said they didn't, didn't, didn't need to do. And it ended up not hurting us was uh, don't let the quarterback get outside and, uh, and contain the edge, but uh, you know, in and, and him when they had opportunity, they didn't do that, but it wasn't enough because they did everything else. Well.
5: Yeah, exactly. Now, that's what kind of worries me about, you know, okay. Uh, uh, we know uh, Bo Nix is, uh, is, is a shifty little dude that's stuff to get down, but so is Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, okay, we can't travel with tackle, ball, then we're going to have the same trouble with Trevor Lawrence. So he's tough to get down the ground too, So you guys got to work on that. And of course, the, yeah. uh, the two plays that if they if all had connected on, uh, it could have, you know, it would have made the game more interesting. They weren't going to win, but it would have, uh, you know, it would have given us, a, you know, it would have been, the defense would have had less than perfect. So that was that was bad when the guy flew wide open. And another one you asked him about was uh, who had the better game that day with the, the you know, of the stars from Alabama. Um, Devontae Smith is turning out to be is this. This shows you how the, how unfair the Heisman is. It's way too quarterback centric, and don't look at anyone else because uh, every time right. J- Devontae Smith steps on the field, he's the best player on the team. It doesn't matter on the on the field. It doesn't matter if he if he's playing against uh, Trevor Lawrence or Trash on the field with him. So it's kind of like uh, the guy is is head and shoulders above everybody in college football right now. If they were real, if they really looked at the body of work, but they they don't do that. It's biased towards quarterback. So okay, but wow. I, so I, I'm gonna say Devonte. Of course, Mac Jones redeemed himself. You, you can't throw five touchdowns <laughs> and not redeem <laughs> yourself. That's just impossible. So he he had a great game. He did. I mean, definitely redeemed. himself. Although I didn't think he needed to redeem himself anyway. I always kept kept saying that the defense lost that game against Auburn last year because Bo Nix had no business looking that good. He should have looked last year like he did this year.
2: OK, but even if you give you 14 points, you still aren't going to win this game. Right. And that, and that's the thing, you know, I, I, I with you, I felt like Mac Jones felt like he had to redeem it, but he didn't have to do it in my my eyes because the last time Mac Jones was on the field, he did exactly what he needed to do to give his team a chance to win. Uh, he took him down the field, put him in field goal range. So I wasn't worried about Mac Jones in this game. To your point about Devontae Smith, think about this. What's his three best games of the year? After what? After playing, um, I mean, after losing Waddle, right? We, we've yeah. played who? Mississippi State. We've played yeah. um, uh, Kentucky, and we've played uh, Auburn. Well, everybody says, well, let's look at who that it was. Mississippi State had the best pass defense coming into it. Kentucky had the second best defense, and – Auburn is Auburn and Auburn, uh, you know, uh, from from a standpoint of it's a rivalry game and they play up and they play better that day most of the time. He's had three of his best games of his career since losing the guy who was supposed to take pressure off of him. Think about that for a second. In the absence of Waddle, when you're supposed to now be able to bracket and double and take away the best receiver on the field and you know that's their game plan going in, they still have not been able to do that. This guy has actually played better since he now has more responsibility. And so I'm with you, Robert. When you look at just pure what he's doing, uh he he is um um and Curtis Morton II said he was key in the Georgia game as well, which I, I think he's key in every game and I think he's big game Smith Smithy, but Uh, I agree with you that he should be getting some conversation. Uh, The only problem, Robert, is if he starts getting conversation, he'll split the vote with Mac Jones, and then a guy like Trask or one of these other guys will win because they just don't give wide receivers or non-quarterback positions enough love.
5: Oh, yeah, and, they, and they, you can't get the numbers unless the quarterback's throwing you the ball either. So by, by the default, the quarterback's going to get some attention because he he's got to connect the ball to you. Uh, real quick before I go, uh, the LSU game. Yeah, I totally agree with you and Pat. What Ogeron did last year with This Is Our House, the nonsense, and and all that. Bl- and F Alabama or F-Tide, or whatever. I mean, the guy, the guy we gave you, we gave you a, a pick six. We fumbled the ball when we could have scored again. That's a 14-point swing. So it probably gave you fourteen points, and you still barely won that game, dude. What? Get a dude? Really? You yeah. gonna act like that from a, a narrow win? Oh, you are so old. This beatdown, it is it is beyond belief. The beatdown you're going to get. There is no there is no points high enough. Just, I want sixty three to three. I want sixty three to nothing. That's what I want to see in this game. So so, dude, you deserve this. You deserve this one, buddy Rose. And you're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for nice talking with you. Oh, yeah. We'll wait up. We you. Got
2: All right. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation. The Takakata hotline is open for business 205 342 9904. That's the line you can call and get in on the conversation. Or you can post your thoughts, comments, your good, your bad, your ugly, your players of the game, uh, breakout players, takeaways, observations, etc. You can post those on Facebook at the Martin Houston Show. Or you can call us once again on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. In the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks and traffic
4: fairly light on our Monday morning. But we do have some wet spots, so just slow down and be careful. If you see other conditions, give us a call. 205 886 8886. No need to leave town to get a great deal on a brand new Nissan. Head to Skyland Boulevard and TNT, Towns of Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray.
2: Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at 23.99 going up to 39.99. In other words, just double
0: On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: You're back in with the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9, and we are live and local and ready to receive your call. So give us a call at 205-342-9904. We're taking you're good, you're bad, you're ugly. We're taking players of the game. Uh, who do you think was was that player of the game? Uh, we hadn't talked a lot about Najee Harris. What were your thoughts on him? Did you did you uh, did you you get a little uh, hitching your throat when he got hit on? I thought it was his knee, it ended up being his ankle. But overall, how did you feel feel about Sarkeesian and? Uh, operating as the head coach. Uh, was that a preview potentially of things to come? Who knows? Could Sark grab that job uh, in the future and be the guy who, who roams the sidelines? Uh, did you feel like that was a possibility for the future or is Sark on his way out after a great performance as uh, head coach in, in interim and offensive coordinator? Uh, I, I think uh, CBS had, uh, um, thing uh what was it not uh sark sarkitek instead of architect sarkitek of this offense showing where this offense is record-setting in every uh major statistical category uh beating last year's record setting offense uh points per game touchdowns uh average yards per game i mean it's just crazy to think And while we're looking at Devontae Smith uh, breaking records, Joe, uh, in terms of receiving touchdowns in a career, Matt Jones setting records, Najee Harris is quietly having an unbelievable season, leading the nation in touchdowns. Who, (laughs) with the way our offense, if someone had told you, uh, Joe, that our offense and Mac Jones was having the year he's having, and Devontae Smith was having the year he's having. Would you have thought that Najee kind of came back and wasted his senior year at the beginning of the year?
6: Oh n- no, I don't. I don't think that uh, he's wasting it. I think that he's submitting no, 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 submitting no, no, a legacy here and, and really uh, showing how talented he really is.
2: No, no, I'm saying if someone had told you up front gave you the statistics that our wide receivers and quarterbacks have and you didn't know anything about this season with those numbers that Mac Jones has put up and Devontae Smith has put up and Waddle, y'all understand Waddle has six, almost six hundred yards and he hadn't played in a, a month.
6: Uh yeah, but th- we were still dealing with the guys like Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs putting up huge numbers in this offense last year as well. And, yeah. and, uh, what, Nazi went for 1,200 yards as, uh, also and a t- uh, bunch of, a bunch of touchdowns on the ground. What do you have? 20 total, 10 on the ground and 10 on the air, something like that. Uh, he, yeah. he, he performed pretty well last year, uh, in, in last year's offense with, uh, Mack and two, uh, throwing to, uh, first round draft pick receivers.
2: Yeah. But I think the biggest thing this year is, He's doing it more on the ground, and he's at 17, and it's against all SEC talent. This is this he he has played right now more SEC as many SEC games as you would play in a regular season uh, uh, for the most part, and his numbers are just unbelievable. He our running back, like like when they, every time they talk about Trask, I always kind of go yeah, but what is his running backs doing? How many touchdowns do they have other than Trask throwing it? You know, they have like six or seven non-passing touchdowns. Najee's sitting at what, 17? (laughs) Which, you know, that's almost double what he did last year. He didn't have as many receiving yards. But I think Najee Harris uh, has – you're talking about somebody coming back and making money uh, and improving his stock. Him and Devontae Smith uh, both – Uh, will be guys that Nick Saban will use in the future of, hey, if you don't get the grades you like, come back and invest, and you'll have an opportunity to get better. Uh, I think both of those guys have proven that that that's not just rhetoric, but that it can literally uh, actually be done and done at a high level. Um, um, Najee, I mean, I'm telling you, and anybody that's listening know, like I said, I have been the guy who was hard on Najee, and he's won me over as we went down the stretch, but now I'm full bore on board with Najee Harris, especially after uh, the apparent, looked like a knee injury ended up being an ankle injury. He sucked it up, came back and played even better to me after that point. So, um, let's, let's get to Chuck from Monroe, Louisiana. Chuck, you went to Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? This, this
7: morning, uh, doing just fine and I was listening to what you were saying talking about Devontae Smith and, uh, and Najee Harris. Those young men really uh, have really stepped up this season. And uh, one thing I'm, I'm going to throw a joke out to, to your know, Tide Nation. Uh, the only time that, that Devontae Smith wore purple and gold was in high school. Okay. His high school colors were uh, purple and gold. Amy High School of uh, Amy, Louisiana. They the a warrior. The Native, Warriors, the, uh, Native American uh, uh, character. And, um, and that's the only time you saw him wear purple and gold. But he knew where he where he belonged, and it
2: was in crimson and white. Yeah, he he definitely is not wearing purple and gold. But he he, I I think he's probably looking forward to a chance to destroy the purple and gold on Saturday because um, him along with all of these guys, I think if there's a game that they want revenge for, especially as bad as the defense played against Auburn last year, I think they're probably looking to this one as much or more than they were the one before.
7: Oh, you're exactly right. And also I know another guy uh, that probably wants some revenge, love it. Take it out of LSU, is, uh, played, played high school ball right there on the campus, uh, Christian Harris, who played at LSU uh, Laboratory High School, also known as uh, Uni- University High School. Aka U High Cubs. uh, uh they're colors are black and gold. I, I know he'd like to have some revenge on them.
2: Yeah, isn't that school like located on uh, LSU yeah, campus? On the campus. Yeah, that's
7: yeah. A, that's a, yeah, that's the yeah, school and see uh, Southern University of Baton Rouge across town. Uh, that's they have a they have a lab school as well. Southern University Laboratory High School. That's where Marcus Spears played uh, uh, high school football. You know, he was out at LSU. Uh, yeah, both those schools have. Uh, yeah, they have high schools on that campus.
2: Okay. All right. Oh yeah. But else uh, uh, got for That's what forced. I to point out to you. He said what? He said what? Now I can hear you. I asked you, what else did you have for us?
7: Uh, that would be all. Uh, that's why I want all to right. just put those things out. And uh, Najee, Najee, and uh, Devante should those two young men should be considered for the Heisman Trophy. It's a shame that they're not on the list.
2: Well, I I won't be surprised. Like I said, I think if uh, Devontae ends up getting invited or Najee ends up getting invited, it hurt Max Jones' chance of winning. Unfortunately, not only is it a quarterback-driven award, a lot of times it's a regional uh, award. So thanks, Thanks, Chuck. Appreciate it, man. All right. You take care. All right. All right. Let's bring in Mr. Curtis Lewis. You're in with the Martin Houston Show on top 100.9. What's on your mind, man? Curtis,
8: you still there? But I What a great question. I still got to say Sark is by far showed the best on that game um, this past weekend because he's got players that's got um, bullseyes on their back like Najee, like Mac Jones, like Devontae, and he is still getting those guys in positions to succeed. Just like with Devontae, Devontae isn't just playing the X position or the Y position. He's also coming out of that, out the slot. And he's yeah. moving him around, so it's hard for you to get a double team on Devontae because you don't know where he's going to line up at. You don't know if he's coming across your formation, if he's going to line up in the in the X or in the Y. So he's got great position for Devontae. With Najee, again, with him, you don't know where he's getting that ball at, whether he's coming off the left the right side or whether he's going to be getting the ball out in the flat. So he's moving him around a lot. So Suggins is doing a wonderful job with the defense – the defense played great ball. But I think a lot of that is because whoever's putting it, and I say whoever because I don't know if that's golding but whoever's got those guys playing in the, uh, the zone formation where those guys' eyes are constantly in front of them and not having to run, chase behind a receiver or a bat, they're in the ideal position to come up and make wonderful form tackle. Just like attain done, just like uh, Daniel Wright done when he hit that poor little tank guy took him almost up under the bleachers. I mean, those guys don't have a chance because these guys' heads are where they're supposed to be, right out in front of them and not chasing. And so I don't know how, with the little quarterback Bo Nix done, he was able to escape. And He's done a great job of escaping, but that defensive line putting pressure on him the whole game. The whole game, that defensive line putting pressure on Bo Nix. I mean, he didn't know which way to go. His feet are constantly dancing like he's on a riverboat special. And he, yeah. couldn't do it. he couldn't set up to make any throws. He really couldn't. And I think the fact that that little Seth Williams guy dropped that ball, he probably dropped it because he was surprised it got to
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked bad. I, I mean, if I can feel bad for an Auburn player, I felt bad for him since he's from Tuscaloosa. Uh, but it did, that, that bad feeling didn't last long. But uh, just from that, that standpoint, uh, just for him, uh, for a local kid, I always want to see local kids do well. But Curtis, you, you you know, no one, you to me on Pete Golden was the way I used to be on Najee. You were just hard on him and, and, and stuff. And so you're giving him a little bit of love. To me, the biggest thing, you, you hit two things. First of all, we ran zone, and in the two games that we've ran zone, we looked really good. Other than that one drive that they got the 90 yards on, um, but overall, and I think we had lost a little bit of our edge at that point because when we when they got that fumble, I mean when we got that interception, they thought, well, this game is about to be over. Auburn's ready to quit. It's going to be 49 to six. Next time we run out on the field. Boom, and then they didn't, and then we missed the safety. And I think from that point on, we were just kind of downhill and, and 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 playing to get through that game to get that game over with. But the point that I, what stood out the most to me was the tackling. I mean, they just tackled well. That's as good a tackling job in open field that I've seen Alabama do in a long, long time. So. And that that was a great takeaway. And then to your point about Sark, uh, he he he's it's kind of like uh, Sark offensively has kind of got to the point. Curtis, where it's like, how do you get excited about Nick Saban winning ten or eleven games? You don't, right? Well, Sark, we scored thirty five points in twenty one straight games. He has not called a game in his career. I mean, the last 21 games, last 21 games. So that would be 11 games from last year, all but two last year. The first two, I guess. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me, the, the consistency, no matter what the defense is, no matter win or lose that he's put out there. So I appreciate it, man. You got anything else for us before I let you go?
5: I thought
2: it was really interesting from that
8: game. I do think that Auburn, definitely on quit in that game. When they got to be fourth and 15, and he went out there and sent that kicker out there to try and make a 56-yarder, that tells me right there. Uh, he he figured that game's over. He might as well go ahead and see if I can't get me a record on my kicker here because that was the longest he would have ever made at that point. He didn't try to get the first down, even though it was been a long first, but I think Malzahn had quit at that point. And I think at that I, point, Auburn had quit. They said, That's,
2: I, no, let's get I, yeah. to the bus. <laughs> yeah, and then they tried to sneak a couple. Uh, they got that one in. They were going to try to sneak one more in. But uh, good good call, Curtis. Appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you, Martin. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Come back on the other side. Uh, Lake Martin, John, thanks for your patience. Uh, we'll get you immediately coming out of break on the other side of the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9.
0: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic
4: Center, no active wrecks. Some congestion on 69 at Union Chapel and also on Skyland at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Now's the time to save with your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan on Skyland Boulevard. Extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Good morning. Several units of Tuscaloosa Fire Rescue are on the scene of a possible fire on 20th Street. Persons in that area have reported seeing smoke. Everyone out of the house, however. 21-year-old Kerry Sparks arrested in July after he allegedly spit on a Tuscaloosa police officer. Now he's facing a new felony charge, accused of biting a detention officer in the Tuscaloosa County Jail. He was charged with assault with a bodily fluid this summer after he reportedly spit on
2: officers. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles.
0: Alabama Sports, your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: All right, we're back. Let's get to Late Martin John. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oops. I'm good. John, uh,
3: Adrian, go oh, ahead. There we are. There we are. Yeah. Listen, I, you know, I held my breath a couple of times, but I think the best thing that came out of it was we had no in, injuries and I was worried about Najee for a while, but I think we uh, injury free. Am I correct?
2: Uh, as far, as far as I know, we did. Okay,
3: good. Uh, I just, uh, I, I I was real pleased anytime I come out of an iron bowl with no injuries and uh I was wondering, does anyone know what the requirements are for Saban to get back on uh, the sideline? Because I definitely want him there in LSU. And I haven't heard, is it 10 days? Is it three days of no positive test? What's the deal?
2: Uh, he he should be back 10 days. Uh, so that would put him back on the sideline by uh, Saturday for LSU, barring any type of setback. Now, I know from personal experience, you would have to have, like, my thing was I had to have 72 hours without fever uh, to move from uh, being contagious. So I was, I, I had the virus for, I was out of work for 17 days plus the weekend. Uh, you know, well, 17, yeah, 17 days, I think it was. And I was considered contagious for 14 of those days. Okay. So, but he hasn't had fever, I don't think.
3: Good. I, I just want to make sure there wasn't going to be, oops, uh, halfway through that 10 days he tested positive, and now he's not going to be on the field. You know, because I – you know, we talked last week. I felt that it wouldn't be a negative for him being gone on this one, but you saying we don't want it a several games in a row. Yeah,
2: and, and you know, and some, some doctors have you go back and take the test again, um, uh-huh. and – I think Joe. Joe may have had to take Joe. Did you have to take the test again before you could come back?
6: Yeah, I was uh, told I had to come. I had to have a negative test before I could return, and I went and tested again ten days later, and I actually got a positive test for my second time, and my third time was uh, about thirteen days after, thirteen fourteen days after, and I got a negative test.
2: Yeah, and so some it's just really based on which way they do it, and the thing about it is the positive test. Uh, when they talk about it, it can be from, um, you know, you still having some of the virus in your body, but you're not contagious and you're not, you know, it, it's, it's you're you've got on the other side of it. So it's really based on which type of test and which doctor, but from what they were saying, um, he, he will either, uh, either he'll be uh, freed up. I don't know if he has to take another positive test uh, to be freed up or not. I mean, have a, I guess if he tests positive, I guess he's possible. But my understanding that he would be cleared in 10 days after quarantining, And that's the way my doctor, my doctor was like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about that second positive test. Um, You just have to be after 10 days, you have to be fever free for three days leading up to that. Good, good. You know.
3: Another subject. It seems like all my life I've heard everyone that knew anything about football say that quarterbacks get way too much credit when they win and way too much credit when they lose. I've heard that from everyone except the Heisman Trophy voters and like the gentleman from Mobile. I just, you know, Devontae, Najee, I mean, you know, there's so many of them that I think are, are sharing the glory that Matt Jones is going to get the credit for, and he's great and I hope he wins it, but do you ever think we'll go back away from
2: the QB lock on it? Um, it it's going to be difficult in this era, Lake Martin John, of uh, uh, passing through it all around, uh, because the style of football when we were running it a lot more, the running backs were winning it as well, and quarterbacks were like, "Hey, what about us?" Um, so, so there was a lot of times when there was running backs that had great seasons that quarterbacks probably had equal seasons. So. I think it's going to be their award unless there's uh, um, some running back that has just a, a once-in-a-lifetime type of season. Uh, hey, thanks, Dave Martin, John. I got to get out of here. Thanks for your patience, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, great show. Thank you, sir. All right, that wraps up this Monday edition of the Martin Houston Show. We'll have DC-DC Capstone report on tomorrow. We'll talk more about these good, bad, and uglies the players of the game, key takeaways, and more. And we'll also get into LSU versus Alabama. Everyone, roll tide. Have a blessed day. And remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not in your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Roll tide.